I have forgotten how delicious this is. This off CAA? Oh my goodness gracious. This it is, is so delicious. delicious. It's very good cigar. I miss you. Black and Blurred brought to you by Christoph. T-A-A. Talk anonymously. Always. <laughs> Welcome back to Black and Blurred. Hi. That's Darren. It's me. I'm Brandon. Guys, this is going to be our last episode forever. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, but we are going to take a little break. We're going to take a break um, in the springtime, a month, um, maybe some change. I don't know. We'll see. But um, we've got some catching up to do with some videos and other things to do. We're preparing um, for a new platform called Audia that's going to be launching. And it's basically like an audible audio version of uh, YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. Um, and so we have to make clips for that from our episodes and things like that. Um, got Darren has some video editing to do. I'll help on the side with you know my tinkering of videos. Um, but then also we just need to stop and pause. Yeah. Stop and pause. We're going to be back. <laughs> All it's going to take is one incident and we need to hop on the pod. I yes. know. Hop on the pod. <laughs> no, we're going to have some discipline. Yeah. Now, now, now here's the thing. You, we will be pl- putting out content on YouTube. Yeah. Yeah. Short um, clips. Yeah. Short clips. If we'll do short videos, we have a short video, um, that we need to post. Mm-hmm. Wait, did we post it already? Oh no, no. We have a short video. We need to post about our thoughts on the Atlanta incident. Mm hmm. Um, we'll also still have exclusive things for our patrons. We still have some things to add to them. Like we have a yeah. whole bunch of stuff to yeah, add for our Patreon subscribers, um, um, that they can enjoy. So, uh, if you would like to see those things, become a subscriber on Patreon, help us support us, help us grow this podcast. And ultimately, as far as this season, we are going to be out in the streets. We're going to engage some people and have some conversations with some folks and, um, just engage in deep conversation about controversial things uh, with anybody who'd be willing to give us their thoughts on it um, and we'll present them with our humble opinion and facts yeah um, and so that's that's I guess where we are in our time and so let's get into this episode first thing first uh, I, we cannot remember what episode this was we said this but it was somewhere near the George Floyd shooting yeah <laughs> Maybe it was yeah. Maybe that was really just the was. same thing. Really, it was it was close after because we wouldn't have hit people with that right when it was happening because it's still a tragedy. Mm-hmm. But it was close after we were like, oh man, watch this pivot to racism. This is this because you talked about how this is an opportunity for a conversation that really needs to be had, and it went straight to racism, and then it went right to Donald Trump. Donald Trump is the reason, right? For I George remember Floyd. that comment. <laughs> yeah, but, but I'm telling you, that it was a it was a different episode. Where I said, hey, we might not see another black person die ever. Yeah. And then you said, you know, yes, we will. It'll be guns. And that'll be the focus. Guns. Right. Guns, guns, guns. So I made the comment in saying that the news makes national news today um, because people are just simply pawns. And so politicians see these tragedies as opportunities to propagate their political ideologies. So it's not we need to talk about police. That's, I mean, that's the only other one I could think of. We need to talk about police. I don't know. I just know the way my brain works. What I was thinking when I made that comment is that left-sided culture got almost everything they wanted mm-hmm. with all this stuff that's unfolding and everything that's going on. And, and, and the reason I made that comment is because when a white American killing a black American is highlighted, it is highlighted for Political, political division, yeah. yeah, political gain and social divisiveness, yeah. you know, division. Um, and so that's the only time that's highlighted, uh, you know, and so that's when you get the refrain of Black Lives Matter. And then you have people who retort and say, well, wait, if Black Lives Matter, how come the same person that shared this tragedy is a avid supporter of Planned Parenthood, an organization that was made specifically to eradicate the lesser races mm-hmm. uh, through the weeding out of or the propping uh, propping up of better genes right eugenics good genes right. um so yeah that's why i made that comment and so that i wouldn't have made that comment then because the battle was still happening mm. like george floyd the election stuff was still going on that wasn't election stuff though no 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 i'm talking about preparing for it like that wasn't post election right no yeah yeah so 
I, I'm just thinking. I feel that like was I'm, around the time Donald Trump. You know, that was the riots. That was that was that was, that was thick, in the thick of COVID. Yeah. Right. People were rioting, and everyone was like, "Oh, I guess COVID's gone because everybody out in the streets, and then everyone's for that." Right. And so, this was Donald Trump at the church with the Bible. Mm-hmm. Um, it was around. It was all. It was this was this was all after George Floyd. Maybe we got. I got to check those episodes. Yeah, in. yeah, yeah. So you went back that far, mm-hmm. huh? I didn't go. I didn't go past the New Year. I went to January. I mean, I went to January. I did. Welcome to 21, 2021. I listened to Mary McLeod Bethan. I listened to the b- b- the precursor for our Black History series. Yeah, we didn't. I don't think we touched on it then. Hmm. Well, anyway, what I'm referring to is there was a comment made <laughs> that I, we already <laughs> talked about, and we talk, we brought it up. We said that. The next thing that'll happen, because we feel like we're if you are up on, you know, national news, um, it seems that national news cycles through two things. Either it's racism or it's guns. Yep. Um, And then, you know, those two can combine to form this uh, super story. Yeah, super story (laughs) fuse into this super story. Of uh, racist gunmen, and so then it's like, hey, so now we can get rid of white people and guns, and all in one sweep. Mm-hmm. Um, and people may hear that and say, wait, what? That's your take on the way people perceive? No, that genuinely is. I think that the way um, news is delivered when it comes to quote unquote race, which we don't believe there are multiple races on this podcast, mm-hmm. um, um, that those stories are shared in such a way to demonize white americans yep um in 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 mass mm-hmm. uh and then also when you see gun violence and tragedies with guns those stories are used as an opportunity to relinquish freedom right um and so therefore if you fight against that then you're seen as a proponent of people being murdered because that's the way the news propagates it right and mm-hmm. everything else and and so here we are with a new incident, and wanting, like we said, um, Nostradarin said it, that there's going to be guns next, and here we are. Another scenario where, uh, where did this, in Colorado? This was in, uh, yeah, Boulder. only reason I know it's in Colorado is because of the office. How so? How so? Holly. Holly Flax. That's right. Holly Flax. Um. Yeah, so uh, we have a tragic uh, mass shooting yeah. at a grocery store in Boulder, Colorado. Um, and I believe 10 people were yeah, killed. 10 people. Um, yeah, so uh, let me see. Hold on real quick. Let me get these details here. Uh, on March 22nd in Boulder, Colorado, 10 killed at a supermarket by... A Syrian-born 21-year-old, Ahmad al-Aliwi al-Issa. Um, Typical white American name. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, yeah. And so let, let, let me, let's, let's just st- st- start there, I guess. Here's where, well, here's where I'll start. <laughs> um. In a sick way, people want these mass shootings to happen. It's re- it's just we're in they would such never an say that, place. and I know that's not their heart, right? Some people, right? They would never say out of their mouths, "Man, I wish another mass shooting would happen." Mm-hmm. But that's the response. It's almost like C. Yeah, it's either A, C. White people are racist. Mm. All these mass shootings are white. No, all the ones that they tell you about are white. And B, C, why do we need these kind of guns? So are they, is because when we look, I'm, I'm reading this from a fairly conservative um, and I believe to be very unbiased uh, news um, outlet, the report. But they still mentioned his ethnicity and, and his nationality or Syrian born. No, he's, he's American. He's American. He's American. He's American. Um, <clears throat> I, I wasn't familiar with how the news dropped. Was the news dropping with like the narrative of another white supremacist killing people? That was the assumption. I don't even know. Um, 
the assumption was that he was white American because somebody saw a picture of him. Um, and he's American, you know, he dresses like an American. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He's American. Mm-hmm. Um, but they started to get into his into his life, who he was, some Facebook posts and some Instagram posts. And they're like, oh, this guy's not a white American. Um, he's a Muslim. Mm. And so all the stories disappeared. Yeah. Nobody's talking about and, it. And I think that's what breeds the what people would consider the extreme opposing narrative. Yeah. And the victims are all white. Yeah. Yeah. So we what do you do with that information? We can't care about them. Yeah. Um, because they're white and so they're valueless. Yeah. Uh, and that's where we are today, right? So obviously we're still fresh in the conversation um, from the Atlanta shooting, but this conversation now that they can't form the you know uh, Megazord of yeah. race and gun, mm-hmm. the the racist gunman Megazord, now they're just sticking with the gun narrative, right? Right, right. Um, That's the pattern. Yeah, it's if it's a white person, talk about racism, then pivot to guns. If it isn't a white person, skip the killer, skip the killing. And go straight to the guns. Go straight to the guns. Uh, because the inanimate objects are killing people. Yeah. Um, and so this is what makes it very disingenuous, right? Um, apparently, the marching orders have gone out. And you have different political ideologues using certain phrases. And one of them is the seven. What did you say it was? Seven deaths in seven days. or seven. seven so, so this was the seventh mass shooting in seven days. In seven days. Yeah. Um, and what becomes dis? We're going to go through those. Uh, we're we're going to run through those. But what makes it disingenuous is that one that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, and and you you may be hearing that, and you'll probably they're probably thinking like, oh, what, wait, it wasn't seven? It was less than that? No, no, it was a lot more. No, it was a lot more. Um, and that's what makes us disingenuous in that because if you if you begin to analyze all of these things, then the narrative about how they seek to relinquish guns mm-hmm. and freedom in this country begins to break down and they know that so therefore they won't offer you the facts and the information right so only thing they offer us is ways to hate one another that's right <laughs> that's it that's right nothing mm-hmm. is notable events whether in sports it's yeah. not that anymore yeah it's hate a brother today <laughs> hept that's what it should be called not the news hept I don't know what that was, but hey, the brother today. <laughs> so we have number one, day one. Um, that was the Atlanta shooting. Um, day two, March 17th in Stockton, California, five were shot in a drive by by an unknown gunman and all victims refused to cooperate with the police. So there's no national media there. Right. Um, now, also with this, they'll they'll only use the phrase seven mass shootings in seven days, right? Because mm-hmm. they don't give any details. On no, this no, no, no. Um, day three, March 18th, Gresham, Oregon, four people injured in a shooting by an unknown gunman. It occurred at a seedy motel where the only thing keeping a motel afloat is prostitution. There's no media coverage. Um, and there's some sources there and Yelp and TripAdvisor. Uh, I guess for the hotel and I guess what they're known for mm-hmm. or motel with the, and what they're known for. Um, day four in March 20th, Houston, Texas, six people injured in a nightclub shooting by an unknown gunman. No media coverage. Day five, March 20, Dallas, Texas, eight people injured, one dead in a nightclub shooting. And there was a, a subset. There's a suspect description for this one is Rogers, who's black and described as five, eight and 170 pounds. Police said he's considered armed and dangerous. Um, day six, March 20th, Philadelphia, five people injured, one dead in a shooting at a COVID gathering. Illegal. I don't know what that is. <laughs> Illegal COVID gathering. Illegal COVID gathering. I guess a place where they gather where you're not supposed to. I don't know why they got that in there. I mean, it's a slave talk. Okay. Um the deceased victim was shot 14 times. Have mercy. Well, that's targeted. Yeah. Um, wait, so they covered that. They called that a mass shooting. Mm-hmm. One person. Yeah. But, you know, details, it's still, it's, it's horrendous. But shot 14 times, that's targeting. Um, drugs and gangs are involved in that in some way. Yeah. Uh, day seven. 
That's Mark. the that's the Oh, Colorado that's the Boulder, shooting. Colorado mm-hmm. shooting. Right. So, yeah. Um, and so now what happens is that they throw it in your face. It'll be in your face all the time. Darren has knocked his cigar over twice already. I'm sick of it. Um, yeah, it, it, and, and so you just get inundated with it. What? That's why I wanted it right there. That would have been your glass. It would not have been. All right, okay. That's a, that's a silly thing to say. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so when these things happen, um, everybody is clamoring around. Everybody who can has a platform, right? They're clamoring around for a certain type, some type of news spin on it. And, right. and it's like, yo, we have become so uh, numb yeah. to death. And we, yeah, we immediately pivot to some object or or making the victims objects, you know, we quickly say right. thoughts and prayers, but we got to do something about this gun thing. Right. Oh, thoughts and prayers. Oh, but we got to do something about these white people. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. And it just is not consistent. And that's where the discrepancies come from. That's where you realize that they're disingenuous. And that's right. why you realize there's hidden motives. Um, and there's an undercurrent to all of these things. Our last episode, I played that clip from the journalist talking about looking at the crashing waves. That's the breaking news. But then also discerning what the undercurrent is right. and what's happening underneath the surface. Um, and so when you see these tragedies happen and then you see all the different political talking heads posting things and mm-hmm. using the same statements and this, this is why we got to do this. This is why we have to do this. And it's like. Everybody's writing dissertations on their argument for the thing, but at the surface, I don't think I've been won over at the surface. Right. Like, what makes you think that creating a law is going to prevent something? Right. And that's why they prevent don't. something that's already against the law. That's already against the law. It's like that. That's that's the beginning thing. No one's debunked that yet. Yeah. No one's debunked that, and there's reasons why they don't bring that up. Uh, we mentioned that they lied about the uh, seven mass shootings in seven days. No. It, it weren't seven mass shootings in seven days. As a matter of fact, um, let me see. Where are we here? Last week, last week in Chicago and Detroit alone, 82 people were shot. Last weekend. <laughs> oh, yeah, last weekend. This Sorry. Two days. Yeah, weekend. In Chicago and Detroit alone, 82 people were shot. Resulting in 16 fatalities. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, you, you, obviously you don't get coverage on that, right? There's, right. No, there's no coverage on that. Um, there was a shooting in Detroit on Sunday, resulting in one death and two injuries, including the shooter. On Monday, four more people were shot in Detroit, three fatally. In Chicago, there were 31 shootings this past weekend, resulting in seven deaths and 33 injuries. Last weekend, 40 people were shot in Chicago, resulting in five deaths. 15 people were wounded in a single attack. Uh yeah, so this is this is gang violence. Gang violence in cities that have the most strict the, gun laws the in the world. The strictest, <laughs> like I mean, obviously not the world, but in the country, they they you can't buy a gun in Detroit. No, you can't go legally buy a gun in Chicago. No, you can't legally buy a gun in New York, who's close by them. Right, in their in their, in their deaths. Meanwhile, go ahead, you finish. What you um, want to say? But they have they have some of the highest gun crime in the nation um, and that alone proves that more laws won't work and it also shows the media's um, in, in, intentionality on not reporting these stories because yeah. it goes against the narrative it goes against we the need narrative. more gun laws because if we had more gun laws these mass shootings wouldn't happen right lies in fact if they were to only like if if the mass shootings that happened were the only were the ones that they reported. They only reported the ones that happened. If they were true about what they were reporting, that's a good day. Right. You're talking about how long do we go without hearing about a mass shooting? Yeah. Um, or any shootings at all? Yeah. It was all racism and COVID. Right. So you mean to think you, you mean to tell me that nobody was getting shot all those days? Yeah, right. Of course they were. Yeah. They just weren't talking about it they because about it's it. black people shooting black people. There's no white person killing a black person enough to, to get enough attention. Mm. There's black people killing black people and there's gang violence in places where they have the strictest gun laws the strictest. there are. Yeah. And another thing that is tragic about that is that people live in those places. Mm-hmm. And so you want to talk about the, the secondary victims in all of these stories. 
yeah. individuals who will be felons if they want to defend themselves. Yeah. And I mean, yeah, you don't get it twisted. These 82 people that were shot, um, all of them probably weren't the target. Most of them no. were probably bystanders. Yeah. Because in the hood, when they just start shooting and drive-bys, they don't right. care who they hit. No, they don't care. No. And this, this, is, this is women, children. This is all the people that we want to protect in this country. Yeah. Um, you know, protect their rights while we, we kill them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, there were shootings during the Black Lives Matter protests. Mm-hmm. Babies died. We covered that. We talked about it. Mm-hmm. Um, but you didn't hear about it. And so it goes into... This is how you can tell it's just disingenuous and disingenuous at best. Yeah. At worst, Flat it's sinister lie. and nefarious. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just misleading yeah. on purpose. Um, and, and so, yeah, you know, there's just a, a, a ton of gang violence during there uh, in those areas. Uh, and those areas are currently living in the state um, that these politicians want the entire country to be in. Yeah, Absolutely. And so their argument is when we enter the country into this state, mm-hmm. these things won't happen. And we have case studies right now happening. Right. That's why they don't report on them because it proves the case study will reveal yeah. your hypothesis is wrong. Yep. It's wrong. Some of the city's highest in, in gun crime. Um, also most strict in gun, gun in laws. Gun control, yeah. Um, Detroit, Chicago, New York, L.A. Um. So yeah, um, a couple more things about this is that, uh, what was the one? What's the one? Uh, what is her name? Let me see. After this, bro, uh, Ilan Omar. Ilan, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Ilan Omar responded. After the news of Boulder, Colorado, when when people were saying he's Muslim, mm-hmm. and I think that the he's Muslim thing came out because they were hiding who, the identity of the person. They were, and I have to imagine that if he were a white American, um, that's that's f- first thing being noticed. Yeah, that's, and that's, that's another reason said. why people were saying he's Muslim because everyone was assuming he was white. Yeah, um, that was I remember that uh, with the uh, DC sniper. Remember that? Mm-hmm. I could have sworn he was white. Yeah. Super like dude. I had no reason to be, to believe it. Mm-hmm. I mean, but that's just the way we're trained. We were younger at that point. I was in high school, and it's like, hey, there's a dude riding around just sniping and killing people all over the place. Clearly, he's white. Yeah. Um, and and that's just the way mm-hmm. that your brain gets carried in the undercurrent of the way news is reported. Uh, so, yeah. So so this is what she said um, on Twitter. She said, "So he's Muslim is trending. Well, did I miss he's Christian?" Trending for last week's Atlanta mass murder? Um, and I guess the answer is yes. Yes, she did. Yeah, she missed it because people were talking about that. Yeah. People were certainly talking about that. Um, so ne- uh, next question. i also like to add that this man was, in, was, was he hated Donald Trump, mm. the Boulder dude. Oh, really? Yeah. He was strongly opposed to Donald Trump. He was a progressive or... And you know, in this country, well, if he's Muslim, they would. I mean, you know, I don't want to. I don't know. I haven't seen it anywhere. You know, it, it's. You know it, what I want to play? What? I want to play that this clip. Remember that clip I found about Ilhan Omar? N- not just about her, but just in general. Yeah. As far as political ideology in this country and the way it lines up with Muslim extremists. Mm-hmm. You put it in Instagram. Remember? I Did I? Let me see. You put it. You sent it as a, mes- as a message. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> the media and, and the liberal media. I'm not going to keep skipping around that. The liberal media is obsessed with race. Mm-hmm. I mean, they're just obsessed with race. Everything is about race. Everything has to be about race. Everything is about dividing people based on what they look like. Yeah. I mean, that's unbelievable. If you can't see that, then. Yeah. You're not looking. They literally every issue. Think of an issue: immigration, race. Yeah, yeah, everything. Healthcare, race. Right, 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 right. Guns, race. They are they're obsessed with it because they know that's what divides. And at the same time, the people that they're pushing out front, you know, stop Asian hate, Black Lives Matter. If they pass all the laws they want to pass, those people will be hurt the most. Yeah. 
Also, women, equality, women. Yeah, women be hurt have the a most. Backseat. There's no such thing as a woman now. They'll be hurt the most by all the policies they're passing now. Yeah. Women, minorities, children. Yeah. Yeah. Will be hurt the most. And I just don't understand how. And this is genuine. I don't understand what someone's rebuttal to that is. Either, either we disagree fundamentally or I'm clearly missing something. Crazy pills. We're going to get a jar of something. <laughs> and whenever we cover something that just seems so obvious, it's not being pointed out. We're just going to take one of our crazy pills because yeah. clearly we're missing something. But I want to play this clip. I found it. Um, this is a connected. Yeah. This is a former Muslim uh, extremist jihadist who was talking about strategy and how they perceive the different political ideologies and the political sides. Allied with radical Islam. Can you explain this? When I was an extremist, Islamist, fundamentalist, I would only vote left. Why is that? I saw them as very stupid. I would fear the conservatives because they come with principle. That's not someone they can brainwash. But the left, I know they have no values and no principles to begin with. I dare you to find one Islamic extremist that votes for Donald Trump. Never do it. It's pretty rough. <laughs> he's, he's really mean. Yeah, uh, <laughs> Block him on Twitter. But, um... Goodness he's he, he's simply telling the truth. Yeah, and if if you couldn't understand because of the muffled audio and his accent, he said that when he was a Muslim extremist, jihadist, fundamentalist, he always voted left. Yeah. Um. And uh, this is Dinesh D'Souza's film, and Dinesh asks him, "Well, why?" And he says, "Well, because basically there's no principles on the left. I wouldn't bother trying to <laughs> go to the right." Because they're they're principled, yeah. they have stances, they they stand firm in things, and what he's speaking, the perspective he's speaking from, is from one who seeks to infiltrate and transform from within. Yeah, and he's saying that on the left, it's easier to do that. Yeah, as a Muslim extremist, it is easier to infiltrate in the left because there's no principles; everything goes. Yeah, and they would never vote on the right because it's a waste of time trying to get things changed. Yeah, and so now, in some ways. You, you recognize the truth of that. And some people are like, yeah, it's so frustrating. But that's not what we're talking about. Right. We're talking about values. Values. <laughs> we're talking about principles. Um, and, and that's what you just finished ranting about, where all of these things are happening in the name of change. Yeah. And change is collapsing in on itself. Yeah. It's the very people that itself. we're changing the country for are hurt by what's happening. Yeah. Um, briefly, this new, the new gun bill, the H.R., 127 whatever it is hr 27 it's talking about basically banning firearms um and they just put assault assault weapons which isn't a real thing no and that's on purpose yeah an assault weapon is a made-up term um to make you think of a dangerous ar-15 right um but i promise you this this right here holds nine rounds less than ar-15 yeah and if you're trained with it you can do the same amount of damage. You can do the same amount of damage. You, I mean, it, it doesn't, it doesn't, it's, it has the same firing mechanism. Mm. It's just smaller and yeah. tan. Right. And so when they say assault weapon, that opens the door for them to ban all guns. Right. Because any weapon can be an assault weapon. Any weapon. When they decide to put whatever definition they make yeah. up That's right. to it. And people affected the most are going to be people in impoverished cities. Yep. Here's why. Because they also want to impose $800 insurance. Insurance. On every firearm. So who can afford that? No one. The rich, bad white man. That's who can afford it. Yeah. Right? Meanwhile, those who have illegal firearms won't need to they pay don't. They don't insurance. care about insurance. <laughs> They're stealing firearms and scratching off the serial numbers. They don't care. They don't care about that. There's no such thing as gun show loopholes. There's no loopholes to getting a gun legally. Yeah. If it's a loophole, then it's illegal. That's it. We've said this before, but if you've never done this, look up what a Marylander, if you're in Maryland yeah, or, or wherever you're Just your go state, do it. Go, yeah. try, go try. You don't have to whatever buy a gun. Just is. go try to do it. But go try or find out the process on what it, it mean, uh, what it requ- is required to purchase a firearm. Mm-hmm. 
that you, I mean, you got to be a gymnast. Mm-hmm. And you got to have some money. You do have to have money. <laughs> you got to have some money. You do. You like, it takes a while to save up to get a firearm. You know, it, 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 there is no, you walk into the store, hmm, how many does that one kill? 30,000. Ah, I'll take, I'll take that it. one, please. I'll take it. All right, here you go. Right. Cha-cha, here's my money. No. Yeah. Um, and this is in states that have gun laws. Right, exactly. In states that have gun laws. Yeah. Um, in states that do not have gun laws, juxtapose and compare the gun deaths with just a city. Don't even use the entire state. Yeah. Just a city that has gun laws. Right, right. Juxtapose it. You'll be shocked. And depending on who you are, maybe you won't be shocked. Yeah, no. Um, yeah, yeah. So this is where we are. We're mm-hmm. back at that place. And it's frustrating because we've already been here multiple times. People will demonize us for being gun owners and we're murderers. I've been called a murderer or a child killer. That's What's very interesting. Not fair. From someone who. Of course, abortion. Who, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, but you know that's just people don't, and, and that's the, that's it. They miss they they you know they don't understand the, what we they don't understand us. Um, we oppose abortion because we value life, right? Not because we devalue women in some weird twisted way, right? Because we value life. We own firearms because we also value, value life. life. Our values are consistent, right? <laughs> they don't fluctuate and change yeah. when someone hurts another person that doesn't look like me. Correct. They say the same. Correct. I think it's important for these Asian immigrants to have firearms. Yeah. To protect themselves. Protect yourself. If they are here legally, they need to get firearms. Mm-hmm. That is the equalizer. These cowards beating up old Yeah, old, old civilians. Old men and old women. Old Not Asian men that, and women. But even the little videos that we watched, so many people around them watching. What videotaping and recording. Are you kidding me? They don't value that person's life. No, no, no. And you probably have never heard of these stories because none of those videos included white people. Um, but we value life. And that's why we tell, tell you what's real. Um, and, and also not to leave it out. Guns are fun. Yeah, they are fun to shoot. Yeah. <laughs> they're, they're very fun. Fun to shoot. Just like anything that's fun, it's fun to shoot. It's fun, yeah. I mean, look, I don't understand. Yeah, it's fine. Why, why do you need to go bowling? Why do you need to have five bowling balls? Yeah. You only bowl once. I mean, that's a good question, especially since you trash. I, I, be, I beat you last time, Darren. Darren, I beat you last time, Brandon. Yeah, okay, I get it. End quote. Yeah, that's right. That's, <laughs> that's right. right. That's that right. is right. That is right. What happened last time we shot? You won that. Congratulations. You're a better murderer. <laughs> You're a better murderer than me. <laughs> Oh man. Um so uh so some things to leave you with regarding this story. Um if you look into this story, look into the story in articles. Do not get on Twitter unless Twitter is linking you to articles. You use DuckDuckGo or something, man. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, Google Google is very bad. I mean, it's all biased media. It makes me sick every time I look I yeah. use Google and I Man, but yeah, yeah, use DuckDuckGo or f- make sure you find an independent source and then also read a Google. Like go to Google and look up the article and, and look at what they point you to and just, just compare the two. And here's here's the thing, compare right? Compare the two. If you read the article and then just because it doesn't agree with you doesn't mean it's a right biased media. Yeah, right, right. It could just right. be the truth and you it have to accept it. Yeah. Be objective yeah. going into this. You just have to accept it. And this is the last thing I'll say about this because I'm going back to Atlanta. But uh when I read, when I read that article for the first time, mm-hmm. um, I, I did not come away with this is an act of racism. Yeah, I didn't come away with that. Um, and I, to be honest with you, the term racism is so ethereal now. Yeah, it's, man. it's so kind yeah, of man. fluid. I don't and know what the, it that's is. What the, just, that's the disingenuous thing you were talking about. Is just that. You think the CNN and Fox News and the Washington Post care about racism? Yeah, yeah. Their main goal is division. Yeah, right, right. They don't care how they divide. Racism right now is a powerful tool, right? Um, because the people that listen to them are emotional, right? Now, a perspective I heard today in a conversation with an Asian American, Korean American, is something that we agree with. But I understand now at least 
the fight for the narrative. Mm-hmm. Um, I still disagree with the fight for the narrative. I, I, I disagree that one should get involved in that and play that game uh, because ultimately, like you just said, um, ultimately you're in the news because you are the pawn chosen right. at this point. Um, however, I still understand the fight for the narrative is because over time, a long time in this country, the idea that racism against your culture um, was poo-pooed yeah. and silenced. And so now you have an opportunity to say, hey, this is an example of things we've been experiencing. And then if someone says, no, that's not this, this is something different, then it can feel like you're silenced you're dis- again. Yeah. And so we've already dispelled that in our last episode where we 100% validate yeah. the plight of Asian Americans that's, in this country. <laughs> that's it though. That's it. That isn't a problem with America. That's right. a problem with the people that you're watching. Yeah, right. There are plenty of people if you ask them day to day, hey, you think it's okay for people to punch Asians walking down the street? Everyone would probably say no. But your TV is telling you what you should what, what's important and what isn't. Right. Right? They exist to make money. They yeah. exist ratings for ratings, and then more sinister, more sinister, they exist to divide us. Well, those are the ones who own the TV. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, yeah. about their origins. You know yeah, what I mean? Right, right. They exist to divide us. They exist to cause controversy because when there's controversy, the government can step in and go, "I have a solution." Yeah, right. When we're all getting along and there's peace, there's no need for government to come in and say, "Oh, here's this health care." Right. Yeah, if right. the churches are giving out money left and right to people, the poor. There's no need for government, health care, and mm-hmm. run in and save everybody. But they got to create all of this disparity so that they can come save us. Right. They can be the same. The media's job is to, is to cause that division, yeah. to, to make you think, hey, these black people are more important than you, right? And even so, from another end of the spectrum, these black people who have been mostly attacking Asians in the cities um, in the last eight years, what is this, 2000? Yeah, last eight years, nine years. Um, they feel justified in attacking other people because they've been told they're a victim. Yeah, right. That's what. I, that's literally the thought I had when we were having a conversation. Like they've been told for so long that they're a victim, that they're justified in having this victim mentality, this this guilt they can hold over others, and so they feel justified in harming others. Right. And because the media has dug themselves in a hole, they can't keep reporting about how these black people who are fatherless, mm-hmm. who live in poverty because of their terrible policies in democratic cities, are hurting other people. Perpetuated. I don't say because of. What? I mean, people what did make I say? decisions. I think people make decisions. <laughs> no, no, no. I was just clarifying. I know what you meant. Oh, right. I was right. just clarifying. I don't think people live in poverty solely because of government. No, 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 yeah, no, 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 no. Perpetuated. Right. right. No, I'm saying that they live in poverty. And basically, the government keeps them there. Yeah, yeah, perpetuates. Them. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. Uh, and so that that narrative um, regarding justifiable hatred mm-hmm. will not be seen. Um, and the reason there's justifiable hatred is because the definition of hatred is now fluid as well, mm-hmm. and it's attached to a white skin color. Yeah. And so now when you hate someone and you're not white, you can say, well, I'm justified in this. Yep. And we don't have to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Remember the video about the girl ranting? She gave the analogy about Monopoly. Did you ever see that? No. She was just talking about how, you know, imagine this is a game of Monopoly and white people have been able to pass go twice while you stayed at go and never got any money. And then finally, when they racked up all this money, you got to start playing. Yeah, fine. We getting our money now, but we years behind y'all. And so she's saying, basically, we're justified. And she's talking about the riots and, you know, we're burning this stuff down because it's our stuff. We built it. Oh, that was an apologetic for the destruction of the community? Yeah, man. Wasn't it your community you're destroying? Yeah, man. That's what she said. She literally said that. It was also Asian shops. Yeah. This is our stuff. Yeah. They burnt down Black Wall Street. I mean, girl, you ain't lived through that. Yeah, I know. And you clearly don't understand why we should be angry about that. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. That's stupid. Yeah. She misses it all. Misguided. Yeah. Misguided youth. Yeah. Misguided youth. She wasn't that young, but um <laughs> uh, mentally. Yeah. Moving on. <laughs> Can I get a witness? <laughs> um we don't know if you've heard. But and we're a little late in talking about this, but it was requested of us to discuss it. Um Kirk Franklin, who is a prominent gospel artist, uh 
was recorded. Try not a, to laugh during this. Having <laughs> a little spat with his son. Yeah, man. Um, we're not going to play the video. No, we're not. It's explicit. Uh, yeah, it's explicit. And also, I mean, you know. We don't want to. That's, yeah, that's yeah, not the we're point. Not, we're, we're not, not trying to bash him. him. We're not yeah. trying to bash him here. Yeah. Um, but the reason the video was so viral because he was he was like professional cussing. He was wilding. Yeah, yeah. Professional. He done that for a minute. Our sister said that he was cussing like he be he cussed like that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> you know when somebody is cussing like that all the time yeah. because they used a certain combination. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's like dudes that play PlayStation games and Tekken and whatnot. And instead of just you know jab jab kick kick. They hitting you with the jab, kick, close, grab, throw, another jab, that, that. It's like, yeah, oh, yeah. so you know the combination. Like yeah. he was using specific cursing combinations. Yeah. Like he was winning the cussing gold medal. He wasn't, but he wasn't busting, button mashing. Nah, he was. He knew him. Nah, he knew. He knew the combinations. And um, I think one real quick. Let's touch on how, what our perception of that entire thing was, and then let's talk about Christians and cursing. Right. Okay. Um. So, what did you think when you first saw that? <laughs> I mean, I've watched it like 10 times. Mm-hmm. The first thing I wanted to think was, is this Kurt Franklin? Right. And then once I realized, yes, this was Kurt Franklin. Because yeah, yeah, he yeah. was cussing his pastor voice. Yeah, he, he was cussing <laughs> in his uh, stomp voice. Yeah, yeah. You know? But uh, <laughs> it's not funny, man. It's funny. It's, but it's, some yeah. of it's a little bit funny. Um, the first thing I thought was, man, why is he talking to his son like that? Mm-hmm. You know, this little boy, poor kid. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, his father is just straight up, uh, this is abuse. Yeah, right. This is verbal abuse. That's the first thing I thought. Hmm. I don't need to expound anymore. That's the first, that's my first thought. This is a bad, this is a bad relationship between a father and his young son. Yeah, I mean, the first thing I thought was, I'm trying to remember. Because... I watched it after you. I was late to the show, as always. You told me about it, so you gave me context. Uh, however, still, when I watched it, um, I, my my thought was related to yours, but it was mm-hmm. more so like thinking about Kirk Franklin. Like, man, one, why are you in a conversation like this with your son, yeah. and how were you so foolish to like? have this be recorded why is this not a private conversation why are you guys not handling this privately yeah like that was my first thought yeah um and i also i also thought what happened you know like what what happened to get him to this point because it sounded like he was already amped up yeah 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 i know he He was on one he didn't answer the phone amped up like that so it was something that may have happened like what in the world did they go through yeah yeah or what could a young child do to their father to make him this mad right or does this man just have anger issues? Like I don't know what's happening. Now what uh what assumptions were dispelled for you as you looked further? The first thing was I looked up just something told me I just looked up his son. Cuz when and you when you watch the video it's just a you're just watching a phone. Yeah. So someone's recording with a phone. Um that somebody's phone is on the outside recording a phone as this as Kirk Franklin's on speakerphone. And so I'm like, oh man, I, I didn't know he had a son, because mm-hmm. um, his son sounded young on the phone, saying like, man, all, all right. right, all right, I bet you won't, I bet you won't, I bet you won't, I bet you won't like that. And I was like, oh mm-hmm. man, he's young, he's like yeah. 15. Um, and I looked up how old his son was, and his son is 33. Yeah, he's a grown up, <laughs> grown man. This is a grown man. Yeah. And hold us, Kirk Franklin, 50 something, something like that. These are two grown-ups. Yeah, two grown men. Having this spat. Right. And we also found out that they have an estranged relationship. They have a very, for a long time, they've had a bad relationship. Which is sad. Yeah. I think about that. I'm like, man, I can't imagine. Which is probably a part of of his anger. With my father, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, But so we don't draw this out too long. Mm -hmm. Like, one. My next thoughts when I started getting all the information, I got his son's age, um, and then I it start like kind of formulating motive, right? Yeah. And judging, there there are some cultural understandings. Yeah. That you one may perceive should they come from a culture closely linked with mm-hmm. Kirk Franklin's. Yeah. Um, and so outside of the words he chose to use. The anger level yeah. tells you that 
oh, his son did something new. Yeah, he, he did a new thing. He disrespected them. His son, his son did a new thing. Yeah, they might have an estranged relationship, but his son he said, "Don't you, <laughs> don't you ever disrespect me." <laughs> he lost his breath. Yeah, he did. disrespect me. Yeah, yeah, you know. So, um, <laughs> he clearly pushed buttons he never pushed before. Yeah, and then the next question is, well, why would he do that? Mm-hmm. So he could get it on camera on Instagram. That's the first place he put it. Yeah. Social media. So he could record him. And so we don't know what he did and said to get his father over the edge, but he did it. He did it. He yeah. did it. And we know this as black children because you have your parent angry. You've seen your parent angry before. Um, and that's just normal. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be different in different cultures, but black parents, uh, generally speaking, they get angry too and it might look different that they get angry but they get angry as well and you know when they're angry however there's a different level after anger right and that is they feel disrespected because you just tried something new yeah you you just tried me yeah if you ever hear a black person say oh you're trying me then you need to stop what it is you're doing at that moment (laughs) stop what you're doing and reconsider it unless you're doing it on purpose yeah like your son did yeah and his son clearly tried him so that he can get him to 10 yeah. and record it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he, you know, unleashed a Hall of Fame combination of cuss words yeah. on this dude. Um, because like you said, these are grown men. Yeah. And still, that's his father. Mm-hmm. And he disrespected him. And so there obviously, so there are some things we could talk about regarding the language he used. Um, but if I want to speak honestly... I'm rooting for Kirk Franklin. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You, 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 know, you, you know, like, like. I mean, we talking about we, like what? Yeah, yeah. Like Doug. Yeah. You know, we talking about honoring parents here. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, that can't be just in, superimposed in this conversation mm-hmm. because there's an estranged relationship. But still, respect is a virtue. Yeah, it's a virtue. And I know yeah. that Kirk Franklin was broken over the fact that this happened. Right. And he got recorded in, in a dark moment like that. Right. Yeah. Um, but what were you about to say? Um, I was going to say, even in this moment, respect could just be, especially from a grown man, respect can just be not talking. You know what I mean? Like, if it, it could just be a respectful, we don't love each other well. Yeah. There's no need to speak. If you guys can't have a conversation without it getting there. I'm just assuming that's the normal. So let's assume let's assume that's their normal uh, interactions. Mm-hmm. They don't need to speak. Yeah. Um, now but, all, I don't. You, have you watched his follow up? I haven't seen anything. Yes. And speak out. Of, okay. Does he address anything else? Besides yeah. I being mean, sorry. Yeah. I mean, he said he'd apologize. He he kind of expressed his son's cowardice for recording him. Mm-hmm. Um, he said what he, what he didn't record was, you know, I called back with our counselor on the phone and I apologized to him. Yeah. Because and even in the clip that we that we all saw, Kirk up. Franklin hung up. Yeah, because he realized he was that he was past ten. Yeah, he was past ten. He hung up and he said he called back with the counselor on the phone. Apparently, they have counseling. And I thought, like, I mean, that's 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 him trying to you know repair their relationship. But uh, I thought it made sense when I thought he was fifteen. Mm-hmm. If he's thirty three and he's manipulating you and that kind yeah. of stuff, it's like, man, like yeah. you, yeah. That's a hard thing for a parent to do, but this is like, nah. In the real world, mm. if that type of disrespect exists between two grown men, mm. we just witnessed the best case scenario. Right. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Yeah. A verbal disagreement and altercation. Yeah. That's the best case scenario. Um, so Christians and cursing, mm-hmm. what are your thoughts? Um. Um, I guess it definitely uh, shouldn't be. So I, I mean, when I think about Christians, mm-hmm. I think about people who are set apart, um, people who don't look like the world, um, people who don't respond like the world, people who don't blend in with the world. Um, 
world looks at them and goes, there's something different about you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what I think of. So I think that um, when amongst the world, <laughs> uh, it shouldn't be a part of your everyday vocabulary. It also shouldn't be a result of your anger uh, causing you to sin to hurt someone. Um, and I think there's a lot of there's a lot of there's a lot of um, heart intentionality behind it. If you are cursing to fit in, right? Mm-hmm. You know that kind of thing. It's a it's a it's like a if you're if you're cursing like to be a friend of the world. So that people don't look at you, you know, you know that in high school, like ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. you don't curse, ah, right? You know that whole thing, and you're doing it to fit in. Um, you, you, you shouldn't. Um, and that are you saying that the issue is the language you're using? No, I'm, I'm saying the issue is, like I said, the heart. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Your desire to be liked by other people. Yeah. Right. Right. Or to be accepted by other people. Yeah. Um. Because there's many ways you can hurt people without using those curse words right. that are made up. Right. I think that's my biggest thing. Yeah. Um, if I was like frustrated about the conversation and tired and somebody asked me, hey, Christians and cussing, what do you think? My, my flippant and knee-jerk response is, I don't care. Right. I don't care. Um, and this is why. You have. Be- because I mean, I'm not frustrated okay. and I'm not tired. I can expound on it a bit. Something happens when Christians isolate things and reduce it to its practical implication. Mm-hmm. And one of the biggest things that happens is they miss the principle. Right. And then kind of like what we were just talking about as far as when you reduce hate to a skin color that's white, mm-hmm. then that means that those who aren't white get to relish in their hatred and not care about it. Right. The same, same thing. When you reduce disrespect and um, harmfulness with your tongue to a vowel and consonants, mm-hmm. then that means that you can use other vowels and consonants and not care about how they harm people. Right. I've always said that if you cheat, if you teach your child not to curse, you will raise a disrespectful child with an extensive vocabulary. Yeah. If you teach them all these words today. You know, words will evolve. Um, not to use those specific words, then they will be disrespectful and harmful with their language using not those words. Pretty soon Chinese will be a curse word. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> it, it, we right now could come up with boogly boo. I could walk down the street right now, be punching people in their face and yelling, you boogly boo, boogly boo. If it makes natural, national news, then boogly boo is going to be on the table of something that is connected with negative connotation. Mm-hmm. And therefore, in using it in a certain context, it'll be disrespectful, right? Um, when What scripture teaches about language has nothing to do with the word. It has to do with the intent, and it also has to do with the perception, right? So, so that's what gets into it is neighbor loving, right? Neighbor loving. And scripture, I think, would be ubiquitous in talking about the strongest muscle in the body being the tongue. And how it doesn't talk about, don't use these specific words. It talks about corruption in your talk, taming the tongue. Um, Proverbs 21, 23, whoever keeps his mouth and his tongue keeps himself out of trouble. Kirk knows that. Mm-hmm. Um, Ephesians four twenty nine. let no corrupting talk come out of your mouths, but only such as is good for building up. As fits the occasion that it may give grace to those who hear. Proverbs 15, 1, a soft answer turns away wrath, but a harsh word stirs up anger. James 1, 26, if anyone thinks he is religious and does not brittle or bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Mm. Now, those aren't the only ones. Those are just four. Yeah. But the Christian that watches the Kirk Franklin video and highlights the fact that he used cuss words and then juxtaposes themselves. I mean, mean, like, see, I don't cuss. I'm better. Right. The question would be, do you use your speech to build or tear down? Mm -hmm. I don't care what words you use. Do you sin in your anger? Right. Do you build up with your speech? Yeah. In social media culture, I mean, 
Yeah. It's it runs rampant regarding tearing people down with speech. Yeah. We can do it with people we know, and we certainly can do it with people we don't know. Yeah. You know, like yeah, yeah, well, we, I mean, like you mentioned, the goalposts keeps changing. And that's what's hard for Christians today, right? And that, and that that causes this paralysis sometimes mm-hmm. because everyone's um, everyone is. Um, Apparently, everyone's people are torn down by everything you say that you disagree with. Nowadays, they got this term hate speech, right? So now, right, right, right. anything you say can be hateful or tear someone down. Right. I know. How do you get around it? <laughs> yeah. I mean, I think that 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 so that's why that that's why discussing things in principle mm-hmm. is important. And that's why the values and the firm stance and your principles are important. Right. You know, um, you know, somebody could say that it's loving to be inclusive and then i can agree with that right and then some woman knocks on my door and says hey can i sleep in your bed tonight mm-hmm. i say no All right you're not being inclusive you're being exclusive yeah correct mm-hmm. you're not being open-minded you're being closed-minded mm-hmm. correct and so as far as those goalposts using i mean moving the only thing that the christian can do to defend against that is be grounded in the truth. Yep. And the word of God is true. Mm-hmm. So this this lofty idea that inclusivity is inherently good is false. It's all yeah. It's- Open-mindedness is inherently good. That's false. You, you know? And so the same thing goes with our speech. What is building up, what one determines what builds doesn't come from the one who perceives it. Mm-hmm. Right? It comes from what we know is building right. the truth. The gospel itself raises the dead to life. Right. First, it cuts them to pieces. Right. So our, our definition of what builds can't be from man. Mm-hmm. It has to be from scripture. It has to be from scripture. Um, and so I think it's because people don't recognize that, that they refrain from talking, telling the truth about things. Yeah. Um, no matter how you say it, you can say it in a gentle voice. Hey, look, I'm here to tell you. Um, that you know, you were wrong. <laughs> and you'd have thought that you, you know, flop culture, like yeah. we talked about, right? Yeah, um, but uh, if someone is going down a direction um, that is poisonous and leads to death, then it's loving to right. tell them that yeah. it's loving. It's unloving to not. Yeah, to watch them do it and then high five them on the way there. Yeah. So, well, I mean, that's what we think. Yeah. Um, I don't know. You know, this is black and blurred. So let me just say it. A lot of people have an issue with the N word. Yeah. yeah, I was about to. I was actually about to say that. I'll call it the N word on the podcast to be kind, but I'm gonna tell you that we don't say the N word when I'm with my family. Yeah, no. And I and and hear me right. We don't say the phrase N word with my family <laughs> ever. <laughs> we use the word. We actually think it's ridiculous. A term of endearment. Yeah. It can be Depend, yeah. depending on where you are, right? Yeah. And yeah. that's where discernment. That's where knowing context. Right. Where all those things matter. Right. But someone who can hear us talk about this and say you're hateful, we we just don't care. Yeah. But here's I'll never here's, call here's, you here's, that. Here's the loving. Right. Right. Here's the loving thing. Right. If someone were to express, or even if we we assume that someone might be offended by us using that word, we won't use it around them. Ever. That's loving. Yeah. Ever. Ever, and, you know, but to be honest with you, I don't use it ever. Yeah, with people I don't know, You're right? And then even with people I know, if we're in mixed company, and that being from a cultural standpoint, mm-hmm. non-black Americans, then I never will never use it. Right. But only with people who know me and who also feels the same way. We use it as a term of endearment. Me and my boys, it's a term of endearment. Mm-hmm. You don't get to decide what the word means. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't. You don't get to decide that. Yeah. Um. So, uh, you know, that, that's, that's what that is. And I know a lot of people will say that when it comes to like music and calling women bees and stuff like that, that's different to me. Right. Um, that's different to me, uh, because in music holistically, if you look at just the way women are talked about in in rap music, hip hop culture, they're objects, Mm -hmm. they're objects. Also, um, a bitch is an actual thing. Yeah. Uh, and so it's like, you know, which one, which one is it? Um, you know, so then now there, I, I think there are women who use that term mm-hmm. as a term of endearment. 
Yeah. Amongst one another. Mm-hmm. And so. Do you boo boo? Yeah, 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 yeah. My hands are up. Do you boo boo? My, my hands are up. But when it comes to scripture, scripture is clear that the strongest muscle in the body is the tongue. Yeah. And we use it carelessly. And so whether or not that is with accepted or non-accepted words, do you use accepted language to tear people down? Mm-hmm. That's what you should think about. Yeah. And that's what we'll leave you with in our final Actually, episode. No, what? Go ahead. I'll leave you with this. Barack Obama always said great words. He's a terrible person. Yeah. That's yeah. how he wins. Donald Trump said bad words. He did not build people up. No, he did not. <laughs> But he uh, got things done. <laughs> got things done. You know where do you where do you draw the line? You know where do you draw the line? Yeah, yeah. Well, guys, stay tuned. Um, check out for our content on YouTube, content on Instagram. Um, go to our Patreon page. Become a subscriber. Help us out. We're building this podcast up. We are punching holes in the darkness and shedding the light. Um, Ephesians 5.11 is going to be our grounding Bible verse. Yeah. Ephesians 5.11, look that up. We are not to be partners with workers of darkness, and we're not to be neutral either, where we just don't partner with them. Rather, expose mm-hmm. the darkness. That's what we do at Black and Blurred. Um, like this episode, uh, comment on this episode, leave a rating. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll check back in with you in a month um, where you're going to hear one of two things, our humble opinion or the facts. Holler at us.